Hello and welcome back, all you mariners out there on the great wide sea of humanity. I'm Sam Thayer with more on the art, science, and heretofore closely guarded secrets of invisibility discovered in Doc Jewell's unpublished papers after he left this world seven years ago last February. At this point in his guide, he begins to consider the difficult question of what sort of political activity, if any, is most appropriate for those who've gone invisible. When it comes to politics, most invisibles of my acquaintance, says Doc, are, as best I can describe it, in an extended state of shock. This shock appears to be an almost universal consequence of breaking free of econoculture. The required alienation strips away the legitimacy of the whole political system, all but taken for granted by so many of us from childhood pledges of allegiance to flag-waving adolescence and grown-up American Legion-style patriotism. This loss of legitimacy takes much courage to face. The whole political system comes to appear so flawed as to be beyond repair. More damage is all it can possibly do. Reform seems fruitless, even counterproductive. Even joining the loyal opposition feels like complicity in a crime. Recklessness reigns. Only a whole new start can save us. But a whole new start is highly unlikely and itself fraught with peril. Hence, prolonged shock. Paralysis. From this shock and paralysis come varying degrees of non-participation by invisibles in the political life of their nation. At the most active level are those whose non-participation is limited to not running for elected office, which is a baseline expectation among all invisibles. Running for elected office requires selling yourself like a product to voters and competing with your opponents for their attention. That, for all invisibles, is out of the question. Otherwise, Many invisibles become politically active in a variety of ways that do not draw any special attention to themselves, such as calling on phone banks, handing out leaflets, writing speeches, organizing marchers, all that sort of thing. They may be conservatives, liberals, independents, but they tend to keep their views to themselves and not go around preaching the word. Between these behind-the-scenes activists 
and their opposite extreme are many who practice more stringent degrees of political non-participation. I have already explained how invisibles withdraw participation from econocultures expectations that we make immodest asses of ourselves competing for its prizes and products and jobs. Just as we deflect the commercial messages, so must we deflect the political appeals. All lies. At least a moderate degree of non-participation has become the informal default position of, I think it's safe to say, a clear majority of contemporary invisibles. It is very common for invisibles to isolate themselves from most political news, especially news concerning events outside their immediate communities. They may glance at front-page headlines as they pass newsstands, just in case science has at last found a cure for cancer or another war has been declared. By ignoring all TV and radio news, except the most local, reading only the comics in the newspapers, which are free of ads, and avoiding all political discourse, you may be surprised to discover how invisible the political world can become to you, and you to it. Who wins most political contests can become as unimportant to you as who wins most football games. At the far limit of non-participation are those who refuse even to vote. Refusal to vote and by voting lend legitimacy to a government one considers illegitimate is a fundamental right of every citizen that many invisibles are determined to exercise. This infuriates all those still heavily invested in econoculture for whom boycotting the sacred ballot box is a slap in the face, an assault on their most cherished political beliefs. All students of invisibility can benefit from some knowledge of absolute non-participation. As an invisible still drawn into the struggle and compelled to not only vote, but actively fight for what seems right, Doc admits he cannot speak of this non-participation practice from personal experience. He says he can only share with you what he's been told by committed non-participants. But he does offer this prediction based on what he's seen. As money, disinformation, and reckless greed continue to strip the legitimacy from our so-called democracy, much more massive non-participation will precede the fall.
Next up, hastening an illegitimate system's self-destructive unraveling into sheer irrelevance. For more on Going Invisible, visit howtogoinvisible.com. All one word, no spaces. <laughs>